tight. You know, you, you kept looking up at the teacher because you're like, how do I move that way? Or the first time that you're trying to incorporate drinking more water, you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot all day today. And it's hard. But the more you do it, the more consistent you are as a mom, the better you get. And that builds confidence in ourselves too. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Jessica Levy about her journey into motherhood and going from a realtor to a personal trainer and now the creator of the Habit Foundation. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I also just want to talk about an event that we have going on for the whole month of November. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or in the early postpartum stage and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways and 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so excited to have you here today and really get started in this conversation. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I love connecting with other women. I have been in the health and fitness industry for 10 years. Uh, My journey pretty much started right after I had my son and uh, he just had his ninth birthday. And I remember being pregnant and feeling anxious and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is it going to be like to be a mom? I was so excited for all of that. And um, that's actually when I started to take my education into the fitness industry because I was a realtor before that, and I just, I liked doing real estate, but I wasn't passionate about it. I really wanted to be able to help women. So I started that while I was pregnant and then took a break while I became a mom. That first year was so challenging for me. I remember not knowing what questions to ask or where to go or what resources. And um, I knew that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just wish that there was somebody there like you, what you're doing, offering all this information because I didn't even know where to start. There was no mom and baby fitness classes. And I'm like, that would actually be really fun because I was active at the time. Like, that'd be really fun to be able to like get out and meet moms so I could talk and like have that sense of community with them. And so that began my journey. And so I decided to become a pre and post fitness specialist because that was missing where I was living. I'm uh, in Kelowna, BC, and there was nothing like that here. And that's how I got started. And um, I think my first, so my son was now about a year and a half. I finished my education and started. And I remember being so nervous. 
if I'm, what if no one else wants to do this? What if I'm the only one that thinks like mom and baby classes would be fun? And um, I put my first post on Facebook and I couldn't believe how many moms were like, that sounds so great. I'm in, I'm, I'm like, wow, there's such a need for this out there right now. And I was so nervous putting my first class out. And I think that, um, I don't know, I had like 15 moms come and they were so excited and that totally put my nerves at ease. And I'm like, this is amazing that I get to have community, build friendships while doing something so positive for new moms. And it was amazing how they were able to share stories with like all the other problems that they were going through. And I did that for at least, I'm going to say until my son started kindergarten, I think. And then I um, was still doing it, but I was expanding more courses and um, I decided I want to get into personal training because what I learned is it's so fun to meet that many women, but I decided that I wanted to help them more individually. And when you're in a group class, I mean, you can talk amongst one another, but you aren't really able to give them that same support. So now this started my new journey into personal training. And what I loved about that is really getting to know women one-on-one and hearing their stories and their struggles and being able to help them through that journey. And so that has carried on until now. I'm still offering personal training. But now being able to talk to women more and hearing more about what they needed, I was like, wow, this like what service I'm offering is not enough for them. I can support them so much more than this. Because what they were doing outside of their time with me was almost more important than that one hour that they were spending with me. I would start to ask questions to them like, okay, well, how do you spend the rest of the day? What are, what are you doing in your day? Where do you feel like you're struggling? And, you know, a lot of the answers were the same. And this started a new concept. And that's why I developed the Habit Foundation. But the Habit Foundation now is able to help more women at home with the struggles that they're having. And I'm just so excited to be here to be able to talk about this with you. Um, a little bit more background about myself. I'm turning 40 this year. I'm a single mom of a nine-year-old boy. He's got ADHD. He is so busy and has such a love for sports. We are in hockey all year long. It doesn't stop in the spring because we have him in spring hockey and um, does summer camps too. Loves it so much. And um, a little bit of soccer on the side. But um, yeah, he is in grade four this year. I can't believe that he is nine. I feel like um, when you enter motherhood, that time disappears. Like it goes by so fast. I still remember my first day holding him in my arms. Now is that he's nine. How does that happen? <laughs> Do you feel like it's gone by fast for you with your little girl? Yeah, I feel like it has, but it hasn't all at the same time. It's like a really weird time warp kind of feeling that, you know, I mean, it's been two years. Sometimes it feels like it went by really fast. And like other times I feel like we've had so much time with her. Like I can't imagine our lives without her. Like what was it like before? There has been such a transition and such a shift that has happened and now we have another one on the way so I'm doing January wow so so it's going and it's progressing and it's just so crazy to think like we're gonna be going back to that newborn stage and and doing it all again so I think you know like every time is a is a new transition a new 
experience. So I'm excited to see, you know, how this one is going to go and be different. And now everything that I've learned and been exposed to since Rosie, like it's really going to be kind of a full circle effect. (laughs) And do you find that your pregnancy is feeling different this time around? Yeah. Yeah, completely. I think there were a lot more things that I was kind of like anxious about and nervous about, um, really like leading up to birth and what motherhood was going to be like. And now I kind of feel a little bit more confident and empowered of, you know, like, okay, I've done this before. Like, here we go. Like, I know a little bit more of, of what to expect, but the dynamic is going to be different and we're going to have a toddler and a newborn. And, and so it's like a whole other chapter that we're excited though. Yeah. Life gets busy. Yeah. But, you know, I love how you really said that over this progression of, of where you have come, you know, you really cater to what the mom wants and you listen to her and you really focus on sort of like, Hey, I noticed like how you were saying, like they're coming to the classes and they're doing these things. And you know, what more do you need? Like, what are you looking for? And I think that's such an amazing quality for someone to have that is serving moms and serving women because you know not only is each mother unique and individual but the the groups of moms and also I think it's it's like a never-ending kind of changing shifting progression you know like how you were saying when you first started there wasn't mom and baby like workout classes or prenatal postnatal really fitness courses and now you know like there's a lot more and like things it's still like very spare or like you have to have like a very good community that has those sort of things available to them. But, you know, I think it's great that we're able to hear like, Hey mama, like, what do you need? (laughs) And we can kind of like pivot and transition to that point. So, you know, where does that kind of like, come from like what makes you enjoy doing that and you know like what are you really you know like looking for when you're like connecting with those moms and like what does it mean to you to be able to really be serving them in that way great questions um I'm so passionate to help women and I think part of it comes from my struggles from before even having a baby. And um, I just, I don't know what what has fueled my fire for that, but I just have always had such a desire. Maybe it's even back to high school of like being bullied a little bit and like wanting to make other women feel good because it's really terrible to feel bad. And so my whole life, I have had this desire to want to make women feel good. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much because they come to these classes and I get to see them smile and laugh and have fun and feel like they're a part of a community because motherhood is hard and it can make us feel like we're on a roller coaster. You know, we go up and down with our emotions. And I think as a mom, when we feel like we can connect and relate to other people and, you know, there's a moment in our day where we laugh and we, and we have those really positive experiences that it makes us feel so good inside and encourages us to keep going. And that's what gives me my drive is to know that I've made a difference in their life some at some point, even for one moment. 
I think moms have like these big expectations on themselves or maybe even put pressure on themselves. And when they come to see me, I let them know, like, it's okay to screw up. I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time. And you know what? That's okay. And it's okay to accept that. And, um, you know, motherhood's so far from perfect. <laughs> you know, we might think it should look a certain way or even like look on social media, we're like, oh, their life looks so perfect. And it's not. And so just being able to be a part of that experience for them to share that life is not perfect. You are doing an amazing job, mama. And you got this. And, you know, coming to my class, I can make you smile and share and like share the good and share the bad. It's just so rewarding. That reward for them is my reward too. Like it just fills my heart so much. That's my connection, I think. Like I feel like my social connection is um, my work. It's just, it's so amazing to to make that difference in somebody's life. I, I'm sure you feel that way too with like these podcasts, being able to share and like enlighten women with education and stuff. It's just such an amazing feeling to be able to empower women and make them feel so strong in their own motherhood. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think that like really fuels me and lights me up and it allows me to kind of like, you know, keep on wanting to look for more and like search for more. I'm like, okay, like what else is out there? Like what else do like we need to be exposing ourselves to? And I think it's been such an amazing journey and I love like every aspect of it. And um, I really want to go back to how you were saying you took off like that first year postpartum. Yes. What was that specific time period like? And, you know, now how you were saying, like, you really try to facilitate those like positive experiences for moms. What were some positive experiences that you were exposed to at that time? Or what was really, you know, your struggles? And then what were moments that were kind of like helping you in those struggles at that time? Yeah, I think. The biggest struggle that stands out to me was being exhausted. I never knew what being tired was like. Like I, before motherhood, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm tired and busy. Yeah, those words like before motherhood, I feel like are non-existent because being tired and busy once you enter motherhood is completely different. But I remember the exhaustion um, really coming in and that is when I feel like I would be at my breaking point with things. And it's such a tough Thing to go through when you have been up all night your baby's not sleeping and you feel like you know maybe you don't have any help and you're just trying to get through your day that was definitely my struggle um you know thank goodness my mom would come sometimes and just like take baby and let me sleep I also remember um not knowing what resources to reach out to um I feel like that was a big part of of my first year that I was missing out on is like not knowing because I didn't have I was like the first mom out of my group so I didn't have other mom friends that I knew to talk to so that was a big part that was missing for me which is probably another reason why I want to start those mom and baby classes so I'm like well if I had if I just had other moms to talk to that would have been so much easier for me but the positive things about that first year of motherhood for me was definitely being with my baby um I just love him so much I know every mom will say that about their child but I'm just pausing because I'm like thinking of these moments like nine years ago, it just still touches my heart. Like the first time he would grab my finger and 
like how that would make you feel or seeing them try to balance in their jolly jumper or taking their first bites of peas and spitting it out because they think it's so gross or you know getting used to the bathtub when you bring them home all those first moments of that first year and there's so many of them like there's so many milestones in that first year and to me that was the most positive thing um I didn't work at, at really at all that first year. I just took all that time to be a mom. And I think those first moments are what stand out to me the most. Yeah, I love that. I think that was something that was super exciting for us as well. You know, like, oh, that's their first laugh or like, oh, our first step. You know, it's like <laughs> just getting like so excited over like the first time that they did anything like Rosie just for the very first time sang her whole ABCs the other day. Wow, like, I see that so nice. She just kept on going and we didn't interrupt her and we just let her like, you know, go with it. We were like, oh, she'll probably stop at like a certain letter or whatever. And she did the whole entire thing. And we were like, oh my goodness, like this is so cute. And it's like those little tiny things that like you almost take advantage of when they're older like I'm sure you know your son now he can say the ABCs and it's like (laughs) yeah cool all right like you know but if we remember back to just like the very first thing that they did for that first time and how excited we were I think like that's a really good thing to kind of like tap back into and sort of like harness that positivity that comes with those little moments yeah yeah That's so huge. That's part of what I teach now to women because I think that we get so hung up on trying to be so good with whatever it is that we're doing. Or when we try to take things on, we take things on that are so big. And, you know, even in health and fitness, like if new moms are like, okay, like I want to start losing weight, I'm going to join a workout class. But sometimes that can be so overwhelming. And what I teach women now is celebrate the small wins. Like just think back to when your baby took their first steps, saying their ABCs. You were celebrating their wins for them, right? That encouragement, clapping their like, clapping your hands, saying, like, oh my goodness, way to go, right? We're encouraging them to get them to keep going. Those small steps they do again because you're encouraging them. But we have to learn to encourage ourselves too. We have to be kinder to ourselves. So when you do whatever it is that you're trying to do and you've taken that first step, give yourself a pat on your back. Give yourself some positivity and celebrate those wins. I think that you nailed it right with your story because that is what I'm trying to teach now is celebration for ourselves is just as important as celebration for our kids. Yeah, completely. And I think, you know, we have to remember this is our first time doing so many of these things too. Like how I was saying, you know, we're expecting our second, but it's going to be the first time we're a family of four, the first time like we have a second child. So you have to kind of like see it in that aspect of like, this is the first time you are ever experiencing these moments. This is the first time you're learning how to do all of this. So like we have to get excited for those little tiny things. Like we have to get excited. Like the first time we successfully change a diaper and pee or poop doesn't go all over the place. You know what I mean? Like the first time like we give them a bath and they don't like freak out or something. Like, or the first time we don't freak out. 
So (laughs) I think like being able to really like celebrate and, and be excited about those little tiny things is such a huge message that new moms need to hear. So I love that that's like something that you're really incorporating in, in what you're teaching moms. And the other thing too, is like the first time is always the hardest time. The second time you do it, it's a little bit easier. The fifth time it's even easier. And like the 30th time you've done it, like you're becoming pro now. (laughs) Actually, I, you know, you think of like a baby's first steps and how they progress, you know, like the first time they're like scared, they're nervous, maybe they're anxious, they're hanging on to mom's hand with like the death grip, right? Looking up at you like, mom, what do you want me to do? And you keep encouraging them. And then like the second day they do it, they get a little bit better. But the reason I'm sharing this story is this, this relates to us as moms too. The first time we try something, we're scared too. We're maybe not very good at it, but the more we repeat that, the more we're consistent with it, the better we become with it. And that's part of what I teach in the habit foundation that I'm launching is that the first time you try to create a new habit, you suck. (laughs) It's very seldom that you're good at it. I'm like trying to teach my son with hockey. You know, the first time he's on skates, he's like, mom, I can't do this. I want to like all the kids are skating around me. You know, I, I can't do this. I'm like, you can do this. Just take a step. Just take one step and tomorrow you're going to be better, right? Like we're always giving that advice to our kids, but we're never giving it to ourselves. And that's what I'm teaching now. It's like, oh my goodness, the first time that you've gone to that mom and baby class, you weren't able to do downward dog because your hamstrings were so tight. You know, you you kept looking up at the teacher because you're like, how do I move that way? Or the first time that you're trying to incorporate drinking more water, you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot all day today. And it's hard. But the more you do it, the more consistent you are as a mom, the better you get. And that builds confidence in ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such an important message. And, you know, it's like we – like that was a light bulb, I guess, that went off in my head at about like six months postpartum. I was like, here I am being like so excited and like congratulating my baby for like rolling over and thinking she was like the most – beautiful thing in the world, which like, I think like, you know, you're always gonna think those things about your own kids. But like, we have to do that to ourselves too. Like, I was like, why am I being so hard on myself? Why am I trying to like, you know, make sure everything is perfect and put together and like done correctly. And, you know, you're trying to juggle everything. And it's kind of like, no, like, you're just learning how to do this. You're just starting out like it's not supposed to just flow immediately like maybe some things come more natural like maybe some things like you know you've had experience with before if you have younger siblings or you've worked with children before things like that like maybe some things are going to be a little bit easier but if you've never done it before like you said like you're gonna be bad at it like it's (laughs) it's gonna be difficult but I think like if we kind of just acknowledge that and sort of appreciate it for what it is, it will make it so much less, you know, I had so much anxiety and, and so much, you know, just nerves like racking up, like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this? Okay. And like, what do I do? And where do I go? And, and all these thoughts kind of like processing through my head. And once I finally realized like, it's okay. Like she wasn't judging me. She didn't care like if her diaper was on backwards or something. (laughs) Like, you know, she's just 
enjoying the moments that like we're together and you know they're they're learning everything for the first time too and being exposed to you and and I think like once we just you know take a moment to breathe and relax and just flow into what's happening it it does get a little bit easier but you know you need somebody to be you know, telling you, like, it's okay, like, you're okay, like, like, even if you need to be, like, telling yourself those things, like, every once in a while, but. Well, I hear you, and you know what, you hit it right on there, like, you said that we need to tell those things to ourselves once in a while, and to not judge, because they don't judge us, that's so huge, I remember my son, he must have been kindergarten or grade one, and he, and his teacher had him fill out the the sheet, like, about your mom, and and stuff and he's like my mom's a good cook my my mom's a good singer and I'm like oh my gosh I I cannot carry a tune for the life of me yet my son thinks I'm a good singer and um that just made me think of something is like we are so quick to judge ourselves I actually am not a good singer by the way (laughs) but we are so quick to judge ourselves and the truth is is that we talk to ourselves we have more thoughts to ourselves um, more than we talk to anybody else. And we judge ourselves more than anybody else judge us. us. And, um, you know, if we have negative self-talk to ourselves, it is so difficult to get through your day. Positive affirmations in the morning can help with that. And um, I think we need to be kinder to ourselves and, like, set ourselves up for a good day by by saying something really good to ourselves. Like, you got this, mom. You're a great mom. You're a good cook. You know, you work so hard, what, whatever those things are, they're so important because sometimes instead of those things, we're saying the opposite and that can be so damaging. So if you can wake up every morning and tell yourself what you're so great at, we're setting ourselves up for success. I love that. So other than positive affirmations and kind of like starting your day off in that way, what are other, you know, small little habits that a mom might be able to start implementing today that is is really, you know, you have found and you've seen other moms implement and it's it's helped them through that transitional time. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so if you are breastfeeding the first, well, breastfeeding or not, we want to drink our water. So I'm going to share a little tip with you that I do to help me with mine. I have, I'll show you, I know the others can't see this, but I have this massive, big, ugly yellow cup. It holds about a liter of water. And I actually fill that up every night before I go to bed and have it on my nightstand. Because when we're trying to incorporate a new habit in our life, it needs to be visible. Just think how many times in your day that you're like, oh, I need to do this. And then it's the end of the day and you're like, oh my goodness, forgot to do that. We forget to do things because we're so busy. And in the moment we're thinking about it, but as soon as the baby cries or as soon as we need to put that load of laundry in, it is gone. So if we're keeping that habit visible, we're more likely to do it. So what I do is I put that water on my nightstand. So when I wake up in the morning, I see that ugly yellow cup and I know I have to drink that glass of water. So Whatever habit it is that you are trying to start, make it visible. And if the habit itself isn't something that you can see, then maybe you put a post-it note where it is that you're trying to do it. Like, for example, if um, positive affirmation you can't see, right? It's something that you think. So what I do is I put a post-it note on my bath mirror. So then when I walk to my bath mirror, I have that post-it note there that reminds me to say that positive affirmation to myself. 
Um, so some habits for new moms I would recommend is definitely water intake. I think drinking lots of water is so important. And the other one is to breathe. Um, when we're holding babies, just, just pretend you're holding a baby for a second. Right away, your shoulders kind of like roll in and your chest concaves a little bit. It's very difficult to breathe. And when we're breastfeeding and when we're holding our baby all day, we're constantly in that position in our chest. And so we're not getting full breaths. Our breaths become really shallow. But if you just take one moment right now, wherever you're listening to this, and, and don't breathe deep, just like pay attention to how you're breathing. And notice if you're breathing up and down and your shoulders are rising and falling. Most of us are vertical breathers. And that means we're breathing really shallow. That breath's not really getting into our bodies. And so if you can just take a moment Whenever you think of it, or maybe in a moment of stress and the baby's crying, because breath work is so great for our bodies, just breathe deep. Pull that breath into your belly. Allow the ribs to expand out rather than the shoulders raising up. So that's the second habit that I would recommend um, having. And then the th I'll give you guys three habits. The third one I would say is let's go nutrition-based. Just try to get some fresh veggies every day. And I feel like we can all use some more vegetables in the day. But um, with that being said, we all know we need more vegetables. So to make that easier, I'll give you another little trick to go with it is um, if you can, whatever day you're going grocery shopping, wash them. I know this seems like super simple, but a lot of us don't do it because we're in a hurry. We just want to throw the groceries in the fridge, but give them a quick wash and chop up like your cucumber or carrots or something that you enjoy snacking on and put them in a dish so they're easy for grabbing. Because as a new mom, life is busy. And in that moment when we're hungry, we're not thinking about washing our cucumbers and, and cutting them up. We're thinking about, oh my goodness, that granola bar is so easy for me to grab right now. I'm just going to eat that instead. So getting like ahead of yourself and doing a little bit of prep work is like super beneficial. So yeah, drink more water. So have the water visible, um, breath work and raw veggies, I think would be like the three easy ones to start with. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of, you know, like prepping your food and everything. And even like that's something that you can start during pregnancy, like even just kind of like taking them, maybe even like freezing some things and having it easily accessible um, because, you know, you aren't thinking of those things and you're just looking like you don't know how many probably we bought this like big Costco size of like chips. <laughs> when like I first had Rosie and like that yeah. was something that I, I just I needed something to like munch on and like have on hand and like I didn't have both hands all the time I mean she was nursing constantly I was just kind of like lounging around the apartment and it was like something that like you said like there's that granola bar or there's that thing like you know making sure that you're kind of like prioritizing what you're eating and making it like very visible like the first thing that you're opening the fridge and you're seeing, it's that healthy snack that's going to be like good for you in that moment. Not something that's just going to be, you know, like super easy to access or like, oh, like let's buy these because like they seem like really easy to like open and eat with one hand. Like, like those yogurt tubes or the applesauce yeah. pit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like try you know just putting like like I said even if you're doing it like during pregnancy or like if you know you're doing it a week in advance so that like you're not when you have that time when you have that free time or even if you have you know a family member or a partner or spouse or anything that's helping you during this time tell them like hey these are some healthy snacks that like I want to have readily available can you make an effort 
to do that for me. Like putting those tasks, like, like when people are like, how can I help? You know, like giving them that task, you know, it's making them feel like, wow, like I did something to like help nourish them and support them. This is something that they asked for. And it's making it easier for you. It's not something like, holding the baby or like things that you don't particularly want them to do. This is actually something that's going to benefit you. So I think, you know, that's an amazing, amazing thing. And it's definitely that visualization, I think, goes a long way and being able to just like almost hit you right in the face. (laughs) And the benefit to doing all those things too is when you are taking care of yourself, when you're taking care of your health, when you're moving your body, it's going to give you more energy. Like I, I think one of the things I said earlier is like the one thing that st- stands out with my struggles and my first year was being tired. And, you know, we are sleep deprived as new moms. So if we're grabbing the granola bar, we're going to maybe get that instant sugar high, but then it's going to have the opposite effect on our body and make us feel, feel more sluggish. And as a new mom, we're sitting a lot, holding the baby, rocking the baby, down on the floor playing with the baby we're not moving our body as much the more we sit the more tired we get we're not drinking water so all of these things if you're not doing them can actually play into you being more tired so the benefit to eating healthy to getting more breath work in to drinking that water to moving your body is to feel better to have a little bit more energy yeah do you have any, I guess, like final words of wisdom or like advice that you really want new moms to kind of be exposed to or things that, you know, you have learned over these nine years that, you know, you wish you would have known initially postpartum or or just like what you're learning now that um, you can kind of really say has been like so beneficial in, in all of entering motherhood? Yeah. Start small, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about New Year's resolutions for a minute and why they don't actually work. So when we make a resolution every new year, we're like, yes, it's a new year. I'm gonna reset. I'm gonna be a new me, and you're just so excited for that reset, right? Like I know I can relate to that too. Like this year's gonna be better than the last year. We all have that reset. We all have that mindset, and so we're like, okay, well. I'm going to start moving my body and I'm going to go to the gym three days a week and I am going to start this diet and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, and you have like all these really great intentions because your motivation is high. But as we know, motivation doesn't always stay high. So in that new year, when you're so pumped up and you're so motivated, you start big, you're going to the gym three times a week, you're starting this new diet, like whatever those intentions are, you start big because you're super motivated. And then by week three, maybe you're going two times a week. Maybe by one month in, it's down to one time a week because you realize like you can't sustain these huge intentions that you have. And then all of a sudden you start feeling down on yourself. You're like, oh my goodness, I failed. So New Year's resolutions, I feel like are setting ourselves up for failure because we're highly motivated. We have big intentions and then we're not able to um, follow through with them. So my advice to everybody is to do the opposite. Start small. Work out one day a week. Focus on one thing you want to change about the way that you eat. Don't diet. Um, They're not sustainable. Don't go to the gym five days a week. It is not sustainable. Do what is sustainable for you when you're not motivated, when you are so tired. What can you still do on those days? Because when you get it done, remember we're talking about celebrating successes? When you get it done, when you're feeling just the worst that you feel, um, whether that's tired or you're grumpy or like whatever it is, when you can still get that one small thing done, you feel great. You're like, oh my goodness, I felt like I had a bad day, but I still got that thing done. 
and it makes you want to do it again. So when you are trying to be healthy, start really small. So if you're wanting to do that yoga class, maybe start online with a 10-minute yoga routine. That's it. When you're wanting to eat healthy, focus on just one thing that you want to change. Maybe um, every day you want to have a raw vegetable or you decide that you don't want to eat after 8 p.m. or you're only going to have dessert on weekends. Start small, build, because when you get that thing done, it's going to feel so amazing and then you can go on to the next thing. And that's what I teach in my new program, The Habit Foundation. It's eight weeks and I take moms through those habits and I teach them how to build how to get over their motivation, what habits to implement into their life, how to do it, how to overcome the obstacles that have held them back in the past. And it is just so amazing to be able to do something that is sustainable for a lifetime, not just for high motivation. And the, the other thing is, is that society has taught us to rely on motivation and willpower. I know that that's how I felt when, before I became into this industry and before I learned from other moms is that if you're not motivated, then you can't do that. And that's not true. You can do it if you're not motivated, if it's small and easy enough for you to accomplish it. And so we have been trained our entire lives to rely on our willpower and motivation. And that is the wrong way. And that's actually setting us up for failure. You want to be able to do the things when you're not motivated. And that's what's going to set you up for success. I love that. I absolutely love that. I think, you know, it's just, it's so important to remember, like, to start small and that you should start small and that, you know, it's just those little itty bitty baby steps, just like our babies. Yes. So, yeah, I love that. <laughs> How can we reach you, get in touch with you? Where are you at on social media? Let us know all that. So, um, my name is my website. I try to make it as simple as possible. So jessicalevy.ca. My last name is L-E-V-Y. And if you search that on Google, I'll pop up there too. My Instagram handle is jessicalevy underscore health coach. And I also have um, a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. So if you just Google my name and, um, or even put in like habit coach, you'll find me somewhere that way. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be sure to put all that information in the show notes for everybody that wants to get in touch with you and everything. So thank you again, you know, so much for coming on here and talking to us and sharing, you know, everything that you've been through since entering motherhood (laughs) and and all the work that you're doing to help new moms. Thank you so much. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.